Hello, and welcome to Glitch Cube, where a gaming podcast, and each week we take a deeper look into the art of video games. As always, I'm Christian. I'm Chris. And welcome back, everybody. Thank you for joining us once again as we dive further into the world of games. And there's a lot of games to talk about. I feel like this year has just been nonstop, right? Like it's just been bombarded with games after games. And I feel like we've been, like, especially you, you've been on a massive like tear of games lately. Like it's it's kind of nuts seeing the list of how much you've completed. And I will get <laughs> you your post, don't worry. I just haven't made them yet. But yeah. Thank you. <laughs> it is it is an quite the impressive list for sure. And I feel like I need to catch up. <laughs> but <laughs> it seems like every game I end up picking is like 60 plus hours. <laughs> I'm just kind of stuck with it for a while. Even though they are really, really fun, regardless of the fact, right? course so what we're gonna do today we're gonna discuss some games that we're currently playing some media that we're currently watching uh and then some of the things that have been just announced because to uh date this video or video <laughs> i'm tired date this podcast this episode uh some tr- interesting in- interesting <laughs> having a stroke i can't talk right now there's been some really interesting releases announced and some cool trailers that just got put out there so we're going to talk about that kind of stuff today it's gonna be a lot of fun so buckle in and here we go so i think last time we talked about it was on the zelda episode right uh and we've both beaten that game now yeah we're those players mm-hmm. that's right we didn't spend 60 hours playing the game without doing a single dungeon because that just seems kind of ridiculous to me i'm sorry people who are doing that like uh my sister sabrina come on do a dungeon please (laughs) it's gonna make your life easier (laughs) trust me the abilities are actually worth it go do that and then keep exploring it's fine please just please (laughs) but yeah no the story was super captivating and I I don't think we need to get into spoilers or anything like that or get into too, too much details because people are still figuring out that game, which I think is amazing that it came out. How many weeks ago did it come out now? Two? Three? Yeah, it's been two now that I'm thinking about it. Damn. Two weeks and people still like there are still players out there that have not done a single dungeon like that's. That's amazing. Like that's some commitment there. So you're really going to make that one last. But on the horizon, there's some amazing games coming out there anyway. And, you know, I really do think that people out there playing Zelda, you should really treat yourself to this story. Because I know Breath of the Breath of the Wild, like with the story itself, it wasn't that like, in my opinion, it wasn't that captivating. Right. Like it was good, but it wasn't like anything to go crazy about. It was just a fun game to play. Whereas with Tears of the Kingdom, it's super fun to play. They advanced all that stuff. It's super interesting, the puzzles. Uh, and then the story itself is amazing. And Ganon is awesome. <laughs> like that ending, not going to uh, go into detail about it, but oh my God, that, that was amazing. Like everything about it was just so cool. And I loved every second of it. But yeah, definitely recommend that one. And I don't know about you, but like it's just a lot, a lot of fun. And one of my favorite things to do at the end there was uh, <laughs> go around with uh, ancient blades on my arrows and pop the Lionels in the Gloom Dungeons. <laughs> that was pretty fun. Oh, smart. Yeah. I was like, I am not dealing with you. Get the hell out of my face. <laughs> Just watch them vanish from existence. Like, it, it was pretty great. I actually did it to, um, I accidentally did it to just a little crappy, um, like, hoblin. Because mm-hmm. I I had fused a ancient blade to my actual to my master sword, and you can swing at people, but it once you do it once, it disappears from your master sword, right? Just makes sense. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you'd just be evaporating everything around you. And I like was gonna go hit this. I forgot what it was. There was like a big enemy. I was gonna go run up and hit him, and a hoblin jumps in front of me and takes the hit basically. <laughs> it like wasted uh-huh. the ancient blade. I was like, ah, oh, crap! And then I got headbutted <laughs> by the big dude. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> so it was pretty funny <laughs> but yeah no that was a lot of fun definitely a really really amazing experience and amazing time with it i just yeah i probably just gonna wait for some dlc or something to come out to go back to it think a little bit of a break i think would be a good idea what do you think yeah i i was a person that didn't really care for breath of the wild i beat it 
but it, blasphemy. Just kidding. I'm the same way. <laughs> yeah, it's like I, I at first I was one of those people that was like, I like my Zelda linear and all that kind of stuff. But after playing this, I mean, my opinions has changed. And the one thing that was kind of cool about Breath of the Wild was how basically your only quest you get in the beginning is defeat Ganon. And that was it. And it kind of gave you this false uh, guidance of like, you can do anything you want, but you just have to fight Ganon. So it felt very open, right? Very immersive because everything else just felt second to defeating Ganon. Mm -hmm. Tears of the Kingdom is more direct. I feel like Maybe they learned from Breath of the Wild where maybe some people didn't want that full, like, kind of be like like a chicken with a head cut off, kind of. But, right. I mean, you can still get this way in Tears of the Kingdom, don't get me wrong. But to me, I feel like Tears of the Kingdom was, I don't say what Breath of the Wild should have been, but it, sh- it should have been that for me. I'll put it that way, mm-hmm. where people were saying Breath of the Wild was a masterpiece and it's one of the best games in recent history and stuff like that. I feel like this game is kind of like that for me. I wouldn't say it's a masterpiece, but it it sucked me in in a way that I haven't really felt like that in the game to the point where that was literally all I played uh, and any free time I had, I would play it. And yeah, and you're notorious for like jumping around a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. And especially when it comes to the switch, because I get kind of like over playing on the switch. Mm. But I was just like, I need to play this. Like, I truly love this game. And it's definitely going to be on my top 10 list of the year because it's. It was able to get me into a game that I initially didn't like because you could look at this and be like it's basically breath of the wild with building which nothing wrong with that you know in a lot of ways it is the same game the powers if you kind of strip them down and rearrange them they're kind of the same aside from building and the way the building works in this game it just feels good like yeah i played nuts and bolts and i know people will compare it but this game It's so nice how it just works. And oddly enough, I didn't really use auto build that much until the end, even though I had it very early on. Like I went out of my way to make sure I got that early so I can build stuff. Weirdly enough, I never really used it until the end. Uh, When I made my little. Yeah, once I made that hover bike that everybody else was talking about on social media, I was like, oh, I'll just keep using this. And I mean, it made it cruising depths nice. And that was something I really liked about this game because it's like three world maps to an extent. Granted, there's not a whole lot of islands, but the depths ended up being one of the things I enjoyed the most in the game because the the way this game and I don't I I won't spoil anything. Uh, because it's somewhat obvious when you take a look at it, but a lot of the things in the depths mimic the main world, mm-hmm. right? You know, you see where a sky tower is, probably right underneath it in the depths, there's something to look at. Mm-hmm. You know, basically wherever there's a landmark on the overworld, there's something in that same spot in the depths. And that attention to detail and you know, and a couple other things. It's fascinating to me because I wasn't expecting that. And when I had first heard about the depths, I was like, oh, this will be cool, but it'll probably be like very, it'll be the same. Yeah, but, but the fact that there it's was, a whole world, it's, the, size, it's a whole it's world, the world map size is that. And there's so many little unique things thrown throughout that just work. And I'm like, this is, kind of insane and 
for the people out there that can play 60 hours out doing a dungeon, I mean, I get it. I probably could have done that, but when I heard you did a dungeon, I was like, oh, I should catch up. <laughs> but I could see it because this game really does have a lot. And the way the quests feel meaningful, it it made me want to keep doing them. Even though I wanted to focus on the main story, I was like, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll do this race. Oh, sure, I'll I'll do this. And... I really loved it. You know, I thought the the dungeons were better in this game. They felt closer to old school style, mm-hmm. which I loved. Uh, old school in the sense that it wasn't some stupid divine beast that's like spinning a barrel around and you're you're moving in like a circular motion. Like that was yeah, my we least don't... favorite one. The elephant where everything's just spinning. Yeah, that one sucked. That was frustrating. Uh, and to an extent, I do miss like the old Zelda where it's like, oh, you got to get the dungeon keys. Oh, here's the boss key. You know, mm-hmm. you do your little puzzle and that's it. But, you know, they said that this is the blueprint for how Zelda is going to be in the future. And honestly, I'm cool with that. You know, even if building doesn't return in the next game, like, I think I've experienced enough of this where even if that was stripped away i would probably enjoy it like if i went back to breath of the wild now i probably would like it a little bit better Mm -hmm. but something about the whole calamity story just wasn't as interesting as this and ganon's way cooler in this and like you said like the whole like everything about endgame in it is just so goddamn cool yeah that I wasn't expecting that. And the way the dragon tears really tell a story and this game just feels like they learned so much from breath of the wild and was able to create something directly from that mm-hmm. is fascinating. There's so many things in this game that shouldn't work and they just do ascend is such a fascinating power that it I'm surprised really it never does glitched out for me. It never did. I never had a problem in that game. I think there was one issue I had with I think it was some kind of rain texture that was kind of odd. But the first update that came out fixed it. And other than that, I never had an issue, which is fascinating for a game that shouldn't be running on a switch when you think about it like as good as it does but this is i mean this is a game that i think like people will talk about for a long time Mm -hmm. you know it's being able to build anything of course makes a lot of cool stuff but to me i feel like this one will last a while and i am excited for DLC when it comes. And there's a part of me that's also like, well, it. I'm, also, I'm at a point in that game where if I just wanted to boot it up, explore a little bit, I can. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I love. And, you know, dropping over 80 hours in it, it it was worth it. You know, I'm I'm happy I played it. And I'm happy it changed my mind on the Zelda franchise going forward because I'm open to it now. You know, I'm I'm hoping we explore like the area north of Hyrule next or I don't know, something different. Like it's cool. Yeah. I'm excited to see what it's gonna be next because I mean you won't have oh then never mind. I don't really want to say anything now because I feel like that would be a spoiler for some people. <laughs> There'd be a lot of changes, you yeah. know? Or it'd be interesting if it would continue from the storyline or if it would do typical zelda where it's the same style but obviously something different but from my understanding i think they want to keep these games somewhat connected like how this was the breath of the wild so yeah it would be weird if it was in the same world again right like i really don't know what more you could do at this point unless you introduce like a world map twice the size, but honestly, they could only do that with a new Nintendo console, which, mm-hmm. I mean, if the rumors are true, you know, it probably would be in 2025 that we'd see a new one. Or so. we get a futuristic Zelda. That'd be a trip. 
Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, it'd be cool, but at the same time, it, dude, some the people would be pissed. This time it'd he gets a robot arm. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> That's he it. just becomes full cyborg. It's just, this is actually Link is Robocop. He's Murphy. So, you know, it's fine. He just becomes that. Oh, boy. I, I What I'm curious, I mean, I obviously Ganon is a huge fixture in every single Zelda game. Mm-hmm. I, I'd be curious of how, if they do, how they bring him back in, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I kind of feel that way about every Zelda game, though. It's always like, yeah, it's like how they're going to bring him back. How does it make sense? And most of the time, it's like, remember that one time you beat him? You didn't, right? Like, it's just that, or it's no real explanation to it. But, like, it would be kind of cool if it was like, um, oh, God, what was it? The, like, Freddy goes to hell, right? Like, uh, the we're basically... Maybe there's like a a Ganon sympathizer that like brings him back somehow with through some ritual. Maybe that that person becomes Tingle like, brings him back. Yeah, it's like Tingle is the avatar for Ganon, right? And then maybe like he's his spirit is able to take over and come back. Like that could be. I could see that being. I feel like that was done. Which one was that done in? I, I love that. Oh. Wasn't that like I mean, it's Twilight Princess? Wasn't that her? Which one had it where it wasn't Ganon as like a villain for a while? I forgot. Manjaro's mask had well, the mask guy being kind of shady. The chameleon dude? Chameleon? There's a guy with like a chameleon mask. And I think it was in Twilight. Maybe. I didn't. I never saw the ending of Twilight, so I'm not sure. So for me, I feel like, yeah, that list of games I beat this year, like it's. I I feel like I'm kind of back on track. I remember a few years ago I had it where, you know, I beat 40 and then I tried to go beyond that. And then I think last year I kind of dipped back down to like in the 20s. But I mean, this year, quite a few of these are kind of short. So I feel like some kind of leeway, but I'm definitely happy with the games I've beaten this year. Like, I feel like I haven't really been disappointed by any of them. And I've been able to knock off some games off my backlog that I'm very happy about. Uh, but there's still so many. And, you know, I'm still thinking about that poll I did about how Silent Hill won. And I'm like, okay, yeah. like, when am I going to fit this in? Because right now I'm playing. Oh, my God. Well, I'll get into what I'm. Well, why not? I'll talk about what I'm playing exactly right now. Uh, real quick I'll, on that poll uh, with Silent Hill. Uh uh, if you're listening, I'm pretty sure you are. Uh, but for my sister out there, don't worry. We will play Silent Hill. Because <laughs> I know that you actually did respond to that. So I appreciate that. Thank you, sis. Uh, and thank you, everyone, that responded to those polls. That was awesome. Appreciate you oh. guys. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty excited to play Hill, through so, them. Because yeah. I've only played the first. So I'm going to jump in on two. And I'm I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, I want to get these all done before the remake and stuff so i'm excited it's just more so like okay i need to figure out am i playing this before final fantasy 16 or am i gonna start it after and i'm thinking maybe Mm -hmm. start it after because i got some bangers that i'm playing through right now that i kind of don't want to interrupt but uh for right now the kind of the i'll talk about the games i beat after what i'm playing but Currently, I am playing through Hypnospace Outlaw. Uh, it's a game that I've been wanting to play since it came out, and I have played a little bit of it, but when I initially played it, it was on Game Pass, and then it got taken off, and now it's back. And I've owned it on the Switch since, I think, maybe the beginning, but I feel like playing that game on the Switch just feels very weird because it, you know, it's mimicking, like, early 2000s right so this game for you those of you out there that don't know it you are a moderator uh for the hypno s uh basically it's this headset you put on when you sleep and it's like a virtual internet or virtual world and it basically feels like early aughts internet and i adore it because that was all I did in the early aughts was just being terminally online. And <laughs> it's a good throwback. Uh, I can see why people love this game. And it 
it just feels good. It's charming. Uh, it was inspired because I played through uh, the new game from the same studio, uh, Slayer X, which I'll get into in a little bit. And which it's tied to it. It's funny because uh, in the game, basically Zane is this like edgy dude who makes fun of people, uh, teenager and stuff, and you have to moderate him for harassment. And it, it's kind of it's a cute little game. It's cool. And uh, so I'm playing that, and I started System Shock, the remake. Nice. Uh, it's I've been a little busy in life so i feel like that game i need to devote actual time to to kind of learn it and understand it just like any other immersive sim but i am really loving that from the like hour or two that i've played of it it's uh it's amazing honestly like it's it's good it's hard you know for the most part but it's good and Mm -hmm. uh the other game that i've been kind of playing on and off is humanity that's kind of uh, my go-to game when I don't know what I want to do. Uh, it's a little puzzle game where you're a little shibu, and basically you're guiding people from a door into a like light. Uh, so it's basically, I don't want to say like lemmings, because I feel like people say that, but it doesn't feel like lemmings. But mm-hmm. you're guiding people through obstacles to get to an end goal, and it's... It's cool. It really is a head scratcher at times, but I'm happy with it. Uh, And I feel like kind of all three of these games are kind of nice. Are a nice break from the games I finished before it. But uh, is there anything you're currently playing right now? Yeah, I mean, after Zelda, I was trying to figure out, like, what am I going to play? Of course, I really want to play Final Fantasy, but I need to figure out how I'm going to get a PS5. So, Sony, mm. if you're listening, hook us up, please. I appreciate it. Uh, but <laughs> now that I'm just, just trying to dig through. And while I was looking through my wa- my wish list, I happened to come across Astral Chain again. I was like, Ooh. oh, yeah, I forgot about this game. So I decided to pick that up and I started playing through it. And it's very interesting. Like it is a trippy game and I was not expecting it to go where it does, right? Like it it's kind of comedic at times. It doesn't take itself too seriously, which I do really appreciate. Uh but like the combat is really interesting. Uh it's a little I would say it's a little bit clunky, right? In the way that it gets kind of confusing sometimes and you're so you, you control two characters whenever you're fighting. Um, one of them is auto fighting and it's called a lesion. So it's like the main like crazy big beast thing that you have with you. And it's actually what's known as a chimera that's from a different dimension. And it's been chained up by the police and the police are now using it to fight other chimeras that are breaking through from the other dimension. Right. Like that's just kind of like the premise of this. And people can't see chimeras that like they're invisible to them unless they've been linked with a lesion themselves. That like kind of opens up their sight so they can actually see these rifts and uh, and that kind of that's the whole story behind like your police unit. Right. So whenever you're fighting, you can go out there and just fight as the main character itself. So you just as go out there, you have a gun, you have a sword, and then that sword also has like a broad it has different like versions of itself. But it's basically like a baton stick, like a police baton stick. And then you can call out your lesion. And there's different types of legions, which is actually really interesting. And you can rapid fire, like change out on the fly, which one you want to use, which is really cool. So there's a sword one, a bow one, uh, like a brawler fist guy. And then there's like the beast. And then I think there's like a great sword one as well. Uh, But you unlock those as you go through the chapters. And like you, so you can send out your lesion and like move it near people and it'll just auto attack, which is really nice, right? And it's super strong, helps out a lot. You set up combos with it and it's really fun. Now, if you aren't locked on to anything and let's say you happen to kill an enemy and you start walking towards the other one, sometimes your lesion will stay behind you. And then you just see the chain like off into the distance. And it's just like the easy thing to do is like you can call it back and recall it right in front of you. But like it just gets kind of confusing because like the cameras are all over the place. Like I've fought so many people where they're just kind of off screen, right? So it's like I don't really see what they're doing. 
I and I'm getting hit because I'm not really like seeing what they're how they're hitting me and the in order to control the lesion and move it around if you want to just quick like move it on the map and like kind of walk it you have to hold down left trigger and then use the right joystick to move it which right joystick is your camera as well so if you're moving your lesion and then you need to really quickly move your camera you can't because it's already being occupied so you have to you know let go left trigger. so it's a lot of like button juggling to really get everything going and I feel like every button has like a second use out of it if you hold the button down instead of instead of just tap it. So it's um it's a very interesting game, I'll say that. But it's it's fun, you know, like it's super energetic. There's a lot like the art style is really cool. I, I'm digging the story so far. I think it's find it really interesting. It definitely keeps you going as far as the games it goes. But the it it's kind of a weird because you'll go from like because you are a cop. So there's like investigation scenes. So like you're you get called to a scene where it's like, oh hey, you know, there's been a disappearance in the area. We need to find out exactly what's going on. If this is a chimera, uh, or if it's just a normal like kidnapping or something like that. And I mean, obviously it's a chimera, right? Like, why else are you there? And so you're gonna get into a fight, and of course later on. But you spend a good chunk of each chapter like doing that, like collecting information, doing little tiny mini quests that unlock even like small bits of information that you can use at the end whenever you're getting debriefed or like you're giving a debrief of what happened, right? So like the NPCs will ask you questions of like, so what what did everyone notice? And then it'll give you the list of every single like key phrase that you found. And then you have to like pick the correct option and I haven't seen anything oh. like of what happens if you don't pick the correct auction. Like they call you out and they go, actually, that's not correct. You know, we were actually looking for the big red door, not <laughs> this flower that's over there. Right. Like, so there's little things like that, but it doesn't seem like you really get penalized. You, you don't get like as many points because it is on like a score system as well. So mm. it's like very arcadey that way which is really interesting, but it, it's good. It's a, it's definitely a lot of fun because like you go from that and then it get, throws you into just nonstop fights in action. And it's very flashy and there's a lot of combos you can do, uh, which make it really, really fun to play through. Uh, so like your lesions are on a chain that are attached to you at all times. So one of the things you can do is if there's enemies in front of you, you can actually wrap the enemy up with your chain, but that means that you have to physically move the lesion in a circle around the enemy itself, which means that you can't move because you're like, you can move while you're controlling your lesion, but it's kind of like, it's kind of weird, right? So like you're moving your character and then you're holding on left trigger to move the right stick, which is moving the lesions character. And you're trying to like, I don't know, you're trying to dodge attacks while you're doing that. And it gets a little wonky sometimes, but if you do that, then they get stunned in place. So they get like a chain wrapped around them. And it usually sets up other combos that you can do and all that stuff. So it is really cool. It's a lot of fun. It's very, it's one of those games that I found that it feels really good to just jump into a chapter and hop out, right? Like it's just a quick little like, all right, let me get my, like my mental adrenaline rush real fast. And then I'm out, <laughs> right? So it's pretty cool. And like, there's some funny bits in there. Like uh, one of the secret things that you have to find that unlocks like certain costumes and stuff like that is there's a bathroom hidden in almost every single level. So you have to go and find like the toilet and you actually go and use the toilet. Yeah, it's kind of stupid. It's weird. It's super weird. And then they also have like a toilet fairy in one of them. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, it's, but you don't see it. It's just a closed door and it's just talking to you. And the text says it's a toilet fairy, but could just be a person because they asked for toilet paper, right? So, and you have the choice to not give them toilet paper if you don't want to. You know, can't spare a single square, you know, going back to that. But <laughs> it is a really weird, weird game. But it makes sense. I mean, it's uh, the it's not the creators of Nier. It's the artist of Nier. This is his breakout debut in directing an actual game and leading the game production that way instead of just leading the game art side of it. So there is connections to near that way, but it's not exactly the same. So it's just kind of like really trippy. I'm curious to see where it's going to go. 
because it's definitely giving some you're starting to see like oh the person that you've been working with isn't exactly who they seem to be oh your dad wasn't actually your dad Uh, right like so there's some they're like dropping little bits of information and lore here and there that is making the story rather interesting for a game that doesn't really need story it doesn't feel like that's a big focus of it like because it's very much it does feel like i'm playing at an arcade 100 percent. so but it's fun it's a good one to like kind of kill the time right now in between games for sure yeah i've always been interested in that game and then i always forget it exists i don't know why i i like platinum games and i know they did it um I don't know. I feel like there's so many games that are locked on the Switch that I want to play, but then I forget about them like pretty soon after. I'm very surprised that this is a Switch exclusive because it does not feel like a Switch game. It really doesn't, but it is very, it's just different. It's a very different kind of game that I haven't really played anything like it. I, I do like the fact that it's like fully customizable, which is really interesting, especially for a game like this that seems to have so much like baked in. There's a lot of cutscenes and it's voice acted, which is really cool. But you can have full customization of your skin or your skins, right? So you can do your hair, you can do your eyes, the clothes that you're wearing. You can change the colors of your clothes and then you can also change the colors of your lesion as well. So as you're playing and you do challenges in the game, uh, you actually unlock new skins for everything, which is actually pretty cool. And uh, I don't know, it's very different. So like one of the first color combinations I unlocked for the lesions, and I was feeling these vibes from the beginning, uh, was it looks just like uh, Evangelion, <laughs> like the purple and green. Oh, wow. And it's like it's 100% that color grade, uh, like uh, that color scheme. So I put that on every fucking legion. I was like, hell yeah, I want this. <laughs> it was really cool. So it was, yeah, it's it's a fun little thing to just add in there and add play through. I think it's a good like time killer, honestly, but I'm, I'm enjoying it. Uh, I'll probably play through it. I think I'm, what am I on? I'm on chapter seven of 12. So a little bit more than halfway. And it's not too challenging. And there actually is a, um, uh autoplay feature so there's an auto battle on this which i thought was really weird and then the Mm. biggest like or not concern like surprise (laughs) was uh there's a co-op feature to astral chain so i i'm very curious to see how that plays out but Mm. you each get a joy con and someone controls the lesion while you control your character still but i think it does the auto battle when you do co-op so you can just you put your people in the right place and they fight but and hmm. maybe you can do combos i don't really know how that works it's very very trippy but i'd be curious to see that in action what the co-op actually looks like i feel like that would be probably almost the perfect way to experience it because it can get a little weird moving your legion and your character around on the map it gets a little annoying sometimes i bet yeah. it's still fun yeah, still a lot of fun. Huh. Oh, and quickly, I want to give a shout out to this game because um, I they have it on iOS now, and I think it's one of the most interesting board games out there. Uh-huh. Uh, it, it's called Unmatched. So Unmatched now has a digital version of their game, and it's on iOS. And we're not sponsored by them, but you know they can if they want to. If you're listening, it's fun. Uh, <laughs> but Unmatched is a really, really cool concept for a game itself. And I picked it up on iOS, and it plays great. Uh, I really am enjoying playing through that one right now, but especially since it's you know it's kind of hard to find people to play with sometimes, or you just don't want to hang out with people. Because I own every single Unmatched board game. <laughs> and all their expansions for all their stuff. Like one of the expansions is Bruce Lee, which is awesome. It's dope. So for people who don't know what Unmatched is, it's a it's a fighting game. It's a fighting board game, which you get to pick heroes through time, through media, and actually play as them and fight other heroes, right? So like you can have King Arthur versus Robin Hood or the Invisible Man or Bruce Lee or Alice from Alice in Wonderland. And like everyone has either like uh, like side characters or minions that help them out as well. 
like uh, Medusa has three, I think they call it like Gorgons, right? That are with her. Um, Robin Hood mm-hmm. has his Merry Men. Uh, King Arthur has Merlin. Alice has the Jabberwocky that's on the map. And Alice looks like the artwork for it is freaking phenomenal. Like it is so, so good. I absolutely love it. But I think Bruce Lee's by himself. Yeah, because he doesn't need anybody. But he gets uh, extra perks like movement bonuses and stuff like that. But it is a really cool game. Um, if you guys are, if that sounds interesting, you guys check it out. Uh, you can play it on iOS right now. It's fantastic. Uh, or just go get the board game because the artwork for it is so well done. And every single one comes with like miniatures of it. And it looks really, really good. Like it, they put a lot of work into this game, you can tell. And I, I love it. So when I saw the iOS version, I was like, oh, hell yeah, I'm getting that. So, yeah. Huh. Uh, so real quick, I'll go over some of the games I've beaten since the last update, which hasn't been that many, uh, just because Zelda took up so much time. But I feel like it's a nice little mix. Uh, Case of the Golden Idol was a lot of fun. I think in our last update, I had started it but didn't finish it and mm. I finally finished it and it's a great game. You know, it's definitely, you know, I can see the similarities to return of the Oberdin, and I like this game a lot and I can see why a lot of people put it up in a really high place. It's kind of a bummer that it came out, at the end of the year last year and didn't really get any kind of coverage. I feel like, like I heard some people talk about it, but man, like it's very like buried amongst a bunch of other games that came out in December. And, but it's good. It's a uh, mystery game. Basically it's a point and click where you kind of are piecing together a murder and there's always, there's four chapters and there's different scenes in each chapter. And basically mm-hmm. you are clicking on people, clicking on objects, and there's words that are underlined and you click on that and add it to your word bank. And then you go to a different screen and basically you're putting the pieces together for this mis- murder mystery. And it was fun. You know, it. there were times where I was kind of like lost because there was just a lot of information and it kind of overwhelmed me. But overall, I really liked it. I feel like it is kind of short. Like, I feel like I beat it in five hours, maybe around that, which, you know, it's not bad, but I was kind of hoping to be a little bit longer, but Mm -hmm. I enjoyed it. Uh, I love the art style. It has that old kind kind of Commodore 64 Amiga look to it. Uh, which you don't really see too often. But uh, yeah, it was, that was a lot of fun. It was a nice break because I think I played that like right after uh, beating Tears of the Kingdom because I was like, oh, I'm near the end. Let's finish this. And uh, it was a good little break into the normality of other games. But between that and uh, going back to the Hypnospace Slayers X, it's a uh, kind of like, you know, a boomer shooter looking like the original Doom uh, mm-hmm. based off of that character. It has very early aughts humor and, you know, being edgy, right? Like you're talking about turds and, you know, like, oh, your dad sucks. Or like basically, you know, it's like, I don't say cringy humor, but, you know, it's. It's a little shithead humor. <laughs> yeah, perfect example right there. And uh, I thought it was really enjoyable, too. Like, I was seeing some people kind of, like, give it mixed thoughts, where they thought maybe the humor didn't land, or the game didn't feel complete. Mm. But I think that's the point of it. Because he's supposed to supposedly been working on this game for a long time and you know it's like a lost relic almost so it's like of course it doesn't feel 
complete to an extent, right? It feels right. very it it's basically like parodying uh the blood engine, which is, you know, one of those one of the the big four for those kind of shooters. And I it was fun. It was it was short, sweet, and I liked it, and it made me want to play Hypnospace Outlaw, which I'm thankful it did, because this game is awesome. But uh, other than that, uh, co-op games. Uh, these are the last two uh, before I get into maybe like the upcoming games that we saw today, but uh, Dead Island 2 was really cool. Uh, finally finished that. Oh, good. It's, yeah, that's fine. It I really enjoyed it. I I initially did not want any part of this game because I liked the first game when it came out. And I was like, okay, this is going to be the same damn thing 10 years later. Mm -hmm. uh, but of course, you know, jumped into it with a buddy and it was great. It It is the perfect game to kind of just turn your head off and just, you know, chat, talk about life and just destroy zombies like it's crazy how in-depth that game is where if you're beating on a limb that limb flies off or you know if they're dead on the ground like you just keep hitting it and it's like the body just falls apart like it's kind of interesting how in-depth it gets like almost not fully realistic but it's more realistic than a lot of other games mm. but i I loved it. I we didn't finish a lot of the side quests, which we're kind of going back to just to play it. But we beat the main story, and you know it. It's Dead Island too. You're not there to experience a grand story in a zombie setting. Right. But if you want a good game to play with some friends, it's fun. I really enjoy it. You know, I think I thought I got my money's worth, but definitely if it goes on sale, worth it easy and then the other game i played uh was on the playstation service but i think it's getting off of it this week but it's called kiwi and i played this with my wife so it's a little different um it's interesting you uh you're playing little kiwis in a mail office or a mail center in like new zealand or whatever and it's kind of a puzzler, kind of a party game to an extent, mm -hmm. but they have different games, right? There's, there's a mini game section, but there's also just like where you're running uh, the mail center. So there's one stage where you have to butt stomp on a typewriter uh, to write out a message. And, you know, at first it's easy, but as you get in later stages, there's things messing with it, right? Like, there's bugs that'll pull off one of the keycaps for the typewriter, or there's vines that'll like capture you and you have to break free. Or there's another one where, you know, one of you has to push packages while the other one is envelopes. And it's like weird what you have to do. And, you know, this game, like I remember always seeing this game, like kind of at a bargain bin level, uh, cause it always went really cheap and I was like, oh, this must not be that good. Like if it's that cheap, that fast, like, hmm. Yeah. That's always it, a problem, right? It was actually fun. I, there were times that I felt like I got irritated where, while she didn't, but it was, it was a cute little game that wasn't too long. And yeah, at times it did get frustrating, but. It was cool. You know, I, I realized like I've been wanting to play more games with my partner and she doesn't really want to play like twin stick shooters or anything like that. So a lot of the ones that I've been kind of wanting to go to are off the list, but a lot of these puzzle games and platformers, like it, it works. You know, I feel like the last time we played something was like Mario 3D World. So it's been a while. Oh wow! But <laughs> well, oh, we played it last year, but <laughs> okay. still, um, yeah. So I'm like, okay, like I want to play more games like this. So I mean, I think next we're gonna do Escape Academy because I mean, another puzzler would be kind of fun. 
but uh, that one looks awesome. I, I watched uh, actual like a full playthrough of Escape Academy, and that was really cool. Yeah, I like the idea behind it. And I think that's something that I'm just like hungry for. Like I miss Portal 2's like co-op, how amazing it felt. Like I feel like to this day, like that game still has such a perfect co-op story and experience that, you know, to mimic that on that level, I feel like it takes two kind of came close to that for me. Mm -hmm. But the puzzle solving in Portal is just like, it felt so good with another person. And I want that in a game because it's, I don't know, for me, playing a puzzle game with another person just makes it fun because you're both working on something, trying to come to a conclusion, and at times almost feels competitive to try and get that answer over them. Mm. But yeah, so I'm always looking out for puzzle games. If people have any recommendations for a co-op puzzle game, I'm open for it. Because uh, it's a genre that I love, but I don't play all of them. So, is there like a competitive co-op puzzle game? Like that would be kind of fun. Hmm. I feel it, like there is. It'd be fun if it was like an escape room, and like whoever solves it gets more points. And then it's like, oh, you're an idiot. Mm. <laughs> right? Like I did this all by myself. I pulled my weight. You got to pull yours, right? Like yeah. it, it caused like funny arguments. I think, right? Like. I think that would be really interesting, actually. That would be pretty fun. Like, whoever does it actually gets a score, so it's not like a group score. I, I like that. <laughs> Competitive puzzling. Make that an eSport. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'd eat that up. I'd do that all day. That'd be great. I don't know. I'm like, oh, finally an eSport I'd be, like, actually good at. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no... No sweaty gamer here. No, no like crazy shooter where you have to only play that game for 80 hours to get okay at it. Right. Just to get destroyed by like some eight year old. It's the worst. Ugh. So frustrating. <laughs> I think that happens every single time I put on a shooter game. Yeah. I, mm. I feel like recently when I've been playing some shooters, I've been re- I've been having some luck. But yeah, there's definitely those days where it's just like, eh, I'm not meant to play this. Yeah, at that moment. But um, do you have any other games, or you just want to kind of jump into like some of these future ones that got announced yeah, today? Let's uh, let's go through it real quick. Yeah, I think because uh, we're creeping up on an hour already, so why don't we hop on and start talking about some stuff that's gonna be coming out soon that we're excited about. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so at the time of this recording, uh, there's been really like three showcases. I guess there was a Gorilla Collective, um, Summer Game Fest, and then Day of the Dev, and Devolver Direct, which I actually totally forgot to look at that list. Because there was one game on there that looked really cool. And Devolver always has something very interesting. Yeah, this one was uh different. It, it felt like it was a lot shorter than uh, their usual one. And oddly enough, I can't find anything about the one today. But there's already so many that were in the other showcases. But uh, so for me, some that stuck out and some of these are demos that I well, I at least have downloaded two of them. Uh, one of them I actually liked. The other one, I I had to put, I had to uninstall it because for some reason to me it just didn't click. And I was like, "Ooh, this has been a while since I found a game that I just did not like." But uh, I'll get to that oh, in a wow. little bit. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, I kind of knew it, but once I started playing, I'm like, "Oh, this isn't for me." But um, for the game I did like, Tiny Sticker Tail. You oh, are that's adorable. Yeah. It. It's so cute, and I like it because, you know, everything's basically a sticker. So you have a little sticker book that you carry with you, and you can take objects like a sticker, put in your book, go to a different map. And, you know, you're doing small little puzzles, and there's a cute little story. And I really liked it. It 
I'm drawing a blank on what they compare to because I feel like this has kind of been done before, but I can't think of the game. But this game's yeah. cozy. I know that's a term people are probably getting sick of with indie titles because it's, I think... Everything oh, is cozy. <laughs> yeah, it's like if it's not a roguelike, if it's not skating or skateboarding, it's cozy, mm-hmm. right? I feel like those are the three things we always see in indie titles the past year or two. And according to these showcases, we're still seeing them. <laughs> but this game, it's cool. I I adore these kind of little relaxing games. And, you know, I I love stickers. You know, maybe not Sticker Star Paper Mario, but I this one was cool. I, I enjoyed the little demo. It's short and sweet. It's on Steam. And uh, yeah, it's. I think this would be a good game if my kid was older. I would let her play it because I think mm. she would dig it. Yeah. But uh, so that was cool. Uh, there's another demo I downloaded, but I haven't played it called uh, Lexman or Lexamon, I think. But it's a typing RPG. So your battles consist of you typing, which. I, always... I think that's fantastic. I was just talking about it with some kids in my classes, actually. That that's how I learned how to type was through games. Really? Like, yeah. The, oh, Mavis Bacon, right? The well, I did the Mario typing game. I loved it. It was amazing. Oh God, I forgot about that one. Yeah, we're old, remember? So. <laughs> I just remember the stupid Mavis Bacon. But. Yeah, I do remember seeing the Mario. I don't think I ever got the Mario one, though, sadly. It was really good. It was really fun. And, you know, I I think it is just a clever way of bringing typing into it and everything like that. So. Yeah, I for me, I, I in theory love typing games, but to an extent, I'm like, I'm maybe not the best typer. I don't know. I've never been really good at home row. I used to be. And then I just kind of got in the bad habit of like free typing. I'm not a pecker. I don't use just my index finger. Like I use all my fingers, but I'm like, if someone looked at me the way I type, they'd probably freak out because my fingers are on all different keys, but it's like I've memorized where they all are. Right. That's uh, kind of weird. I'm a weird person, but um, this one looks cool. I, um, I respect typing games. Uh, some other ones that kind of stuck out from the Gorilla Collective one was uh, Anton Blast, which is basically uh, another game, I think, from P- the Pizza Tower people that looked really cool. Um, one that also really stuck out to me, and this is a style of game that I'm surprised we haven't seen earlier. Uh, especially with everything that's out there and how many indie titles have this look. But uh, Questmaster, uh, it's, if I recall, it's from Apogee, which, you know, they old school, right? Or the publisher is Apogee. Uh, but imagine, have you ever wanted to create your old Link to the Past Zelda, like maps? Every day. Basically, this is that game. Uh, it looks phenomenal. And honestly, like growing up, hell yeah. I remember when I was first messing around with RPG Maker, like that's what I wanted. I wanted to make a top down Link to the Past clone because I had so many ideas that I thought would be way better than Link to the Past. But obviously, I never did it. And this game kind of. I don't know. When I saw it, I was like, ooh, this would be fun to do. Like, at least it would, I feel like, kind of help me learn how to make these kind of games. But, you know, it's just like Mario Maker. Like, instead of making, like, platforming stages, you're just making, like, top-down game. But I respect that. And I think it's cool that, you know, this is doing something different than we haven't seen. And... I don't know. I think for that reason, this will get big. People are crazy with Mario Maker stages, and I can't imagine like this is going to be insane with what people build. I think this would be really fun and like a class setting of how to do level design and how to balance levels. That would be kind of fun. Like take it in a more realistic approach. Yeah. I think that would be really cool. I'm, you know what I'm going to do? And I'm putting it out there into the, the whole world and ethos right now. 
maybe hopefully I'll be talking about this again later, I'm going to reach out to Apogee and see what happens. Because maybe we can make this a class. That'd be super cool. Yeah, I'm looking at the developer, and they only had one other game called Victory Heat Rally, which is a racing game. So this is kind of a big... Uh, it's a big oh, departure it's announced, too, so it hasn't been released either. But yeah, that's a pretty big difference in the style of games. Yeah. But um, other than that, uh, from the Gorilla, there were a few other games, but Sacrifier stood out to me, which is an RPG that I've been following for, I feel like, a few years now. But uh, it's got that, like, you know, 2D sprite on a 3D world, but it's not in that, like, fisheye lens, like, Octopath. It actually looks, uh, in my opinion, looks a little bit better. It looks kind of more like that old school, like, way that those games did on, like, uh, the PlayStation 1, where it was mm-hmm. that old sprite on a 3D, and it, it looks good. Like, I'm, uh, I'm excited that they're finally finishing that game up, because I feel like it's been a while. But, uh, other than that, um, Summer Game Fest, you know, I, I know that we kind of like to focus a lot on indie titles, but some of the big games that stood out to me, um, Alan Wake 2 looks amazing and kind of makes me want to play the first game, which I have tried, but it was a long time ago. So maybe my opinions have changed, but the game looks cool. Uh, I've been in a very like horror game mood recently so more of that just makes me happy uh, of course the new like a dragon looks good i love the yakuza yeah, games looks awesome and this one looks even more quirky and it's continuation of the story so i'm excited about that uh there's this game called sandland uh that's by uh i think i'm saying it right akira toriyama the, yep. uh, the dragon ball z guy and it looks just like it I feel like I know he did the style on Dragon Quest Eleven, but this game looks much more like his art. Like it Koryami's literally been looks like the Dragon artist Ball. for Dragon Quest since the beginning. Yeah. yeah, it was more so like the three D, like oh right, 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 like yeah. the modeling. Whereas mm-hmm. this game looks exactly like you would see like those desert fights in Dragon Ball Z. Right. Yeah. But uh. This game looks cool. It looks interesting. I'm curious to see more about it because I feel like the last game he did art for was uh, that One Piece Odyssey game, which Mm. I'm not into One Piece. I'm sorry for the people out there that like that, but one, it's too long. Two, I don't know. Like I feel like it's just too late (laughs) to get into it. It's it's too late. Just like how Naruto is too late for me, or Naruto, whatever. Like. I don't know. I already feel like I'm late with Hunter x Hunter, but at least I can kind of get into that more. Whereas that I feel one like you can at least catch up in because it's done. Yeah. Naruto, like, yeah. I don't know. I feel like the whole Shonen stuff is already kind of like, I feel like I'm kind of beyond that. Like, I was kind of digging my hero, but then I kind of got over it. I was like, oh, there's other ones that I'm finding interesting. But I I still habitually watch all of it, even though I'm not a big fan of Baruto. I'm still watching it. And Demon Slayer and everything else that comes out. It's kind of ridiculous. And I think there's an attack on Titan coming. (laughs) That one's coming too. Yeah. But the new Demon Slayer is amazing. So good. But I mean, Demon Slayer has always been great. Yeah. If anybody has any recommendations for anime, you know, you can hit us up on our socials. Um, mm-hmm. We have a whole Discord channel set up for and that. Yep. Discord, yes, please name it. I haven't seen a new anime since the Chainsaw Man finished. So it's been oh, a few months. Man. But, Chainsaw uh, Man was so rad. It was cool. I, I liked it. I've been kind of catching up with very old anime from like the early 90s. But uh, I definitely. Oh, if you want, want an early '90s anime, real quick, it's gonna be really good for you. Uh, Giver, and if anyone out there doesn't know what Giver is, you need to watch it. I was just talking about it, not like yesterday at work. Someone was asking about like an anime recommendation, but like a good classic. I was like, yo, you have to watch Giver. I watched that when I was a kid, and looking back, I shouldn't have, but <laughs> it's fantastic. Like Angel City kind of stuff. The bio-boosted armor. Yeah, that's it. Giver bio-booster armor. 
<laughs> it's good. It's freaking brutal, though. It is bloody. It is messy. Okay. It's I, awesome. I, I'm down to see that. The ones I've been watching, they, they're they like borderline perverted. It's interesting. No, how, like, this one is 80s like... The 80s anime was very it, perverted. It, it's very sexist and very creepy vibes that they gave off then. But no, like this is very much like Fist of the North Star, or you know, like exploding blood and just crazy Ooh. fight scenes and just awesome stuff. So yeah, I like that. He, but uh, getting back in the games uh, since we're almost done, Final Fantasy Seven. Mm-hmm. I mean, finally they're showing some more of this, and it's interesting because I feel like the last trailer they showed it was like I think it was Niflheim uh, that they were showing or Niffle town you know the one where cloud came from yeah so this one was interesting because it basically showed the first island still right when they were leaving midgar and they're going and it showed cosmo canyon yeah so i'm like this next part really is gonna have a good chunk of it because i thought they said they were gonna split this into three parts so i'm thinking is the third part really going to be like basically the final battle like they might as well just finish the game in this part that's what it feels like from the trailer because after cosmo there's not i don't really feel like there's a lot left after that i mean this is a a different telling of the game so it's like you know there is a fan theory that you know seven was a dream Mm. and that this game is actually the reality of the events that are happening which is kind of weird but it it made me find the story more interesting looking at it that way, so I'm cool with that. Right. There were parts of this remake that I was kind of like, this feels like Kingdom Hearts, and I don't like that. But after that idea, I was like, oh, I, I can kind of get behind that. But I'm uh, a bad Final Fantasy fan. I haven't beaten the first part of Final Fantasy VII Remake yet. Actually, it doesn't I need feel, to get back into it. Yeah, I feel like it wasn't that long. It was. I enjoyed it for what it was worth. I like the Yuffie or Yuffie uh, yeah. DLC. That one was that one was actually pretty damn cool. She's but, a great character. She's fun. But aside from that, I mean, there was this wasn't in the Summerfest, but it's been rumored. Uh, I know there was a you know fan created project for it, but Final Fantasy IX is supposedly getting a remake. Uh, I think there was some kind of slight confirmation online. I think on Gametsu, Gametsu, however you say it, about it. So there's the possibility that we might that see. That would be so amazing. They said Ugh. that. So actually, yeah, it is confirmed. They said that they want to keep the battle system the same. Yeah, please. Thank God. Yeah. Uh, they're going to make some changes to make it a little more modern, uh, but they want to keep it the same style, same charm. So I'm excited. Nine, it. It holds a special place in my heart because uh, that was around the time that I was really starting to understand the story more. I feel like when I played seven and eight, I played them, but I didn't really understand them because I was still pretty young. But with nine, I, I got it. Right. It also seemed right. more child friendly, so I was able to understand it better. But I'm really excited about that. And they also are rumored to be remaking uh, Final Fantasy Tactics, which would be awesome, too. But uh, with the updates and how they've changed the whole like uh, 2D art style, that would be so cool to have tactics. Yeah, it'd probably be like the Tactics Ogre uh, Reborn, if anything. Yeah, I could see that. But real quick, last few ones. Viewfinder looks cool. It's a puzzle game where you do like uh, you're on like this world. You find a photo and you hold the photo up and you merge it into the world to kind of progress the puzzles. Uh, I think it's such an interesting idea. Yeah, it sounds weird to talk about, but if you look it up, it it looks pretty damn cool. Um, Haunty. I I love the art style. I think this is a game that. You know, I I love when games look different, and between that and this one's kind of weird, but Mars First Logistics, which is another like kind of like, it reminded me a lot of the crafting in Tears of the Kingdom, where you're putting pieces together, but it has that Mobius art style, which I love. That like cell shaded, 
comic book style, but it's like the more defined cell shading. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, this, I feel like this showcase so far from everything I've seen, I feel like I haven't been like fully blown away yet. I know when this episode comes out, uh, the Xbox showcase will have happened. So I'm hoping that will be good. I know, uh, supposedly fabled is rumored to be there and you know the starfield showcase will have happened so you know i'll I'll obviously have my responses posted uh (laughs) when that happens but uh i you know this year has been a really good year for games uh i'm excited all the games i've played this year for the most part have been great i'm happy to have knocked out some of the big ones i've been wanting to and you know I, i see people post saying like oh there's like no good games to play right now or you know gaming is just not good anymore like it's all live service all this but it's like if you get out of the triple a or even the double a scene there's a lot of good games out there there's Mm -hmm. so much to play i mean i know a lot of people out there like me have battles with their backlog and never really catch up with it but this year, it's like you could easily add so many new titles to that list. And that's kind of what I've been doing. Like, I'm constantly trying to play something new, but I'm like, oh, I need to work through these two games first. And it it's stressful because I want to play all these games. But at the same time, it feels good knowing that I have a really good game to play after this one. And I'm excited for this year. I mean, the year's halfway over but i mean we've had so many good games and there's a lot of bigger games coming and it's cool i every year i'm feeling more and more connected to games and i feel like this year has been kind of that like breakthrough where i'm like i just want to see more and as time goes on we're starting to see more experimentations with games that i feel like we haven't seen since the late 90s where people were not afraid to break the box, break out of the box, break out of the mold. And I feel like we're starting to see that, at least in the indie scene, more so than usual. And I think some of the AAA studios are starting to see the risks that indie studios are taking and, you know, incorporating some of those things in their games. And I'm, I'm excited to see the future of games. And hell, I'm just excited to see the rest of this year. It's going to be a good one. It already is. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you guys so much for listening in. And like we hinted at earlier, check us out on socials. Be there. You know, just see what we're posting. Uh, We put a lot of questions out there for the community to answer. And then we also have our Discord channel that you can hop in, chat, you know, recommend some good animes for us, or just start discussing some of the games that we're talking about on there freely. So, yeah, we'll see you guys there. But, uh, and we will catch you guys next week uh, as we dive further into the world of games. But until then, bye for now.